Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. In today's episode, Don and I go deep into people-pleasing versus authenticity and how people-pleasing really is the opposite of authentic desire to give. We talk about healing the patterns of people-pleasing and how they bring joy back to giving and how dominance can also be people-pleasers. And you'll want to listen all the way to the end of this episode when I share an idea that was the most impactful thing for Dawn in being able to see into her people-pleasing patterns that helped her heal them for herself. Hope that you enjoy this episode. And please leave a review for us on Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify if you enjoy our podcast. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about people-pleasing, specifically as it relates to dominant-submissive relationships. And we're going to take some time to really go into how people-pleasing played into your role or in your life really before we were dominant-submissive and some of the ways that it's had to work its way out of you. Um, right before we started, I asked you, what do you think is the opposite of people-pleasing? And you said what? Authentic desire to please. So, like, the key word is authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that was the same, like, authenticity was the same word I had in my mind as well when thinking about what is people-pleasing not. And that really gets at an important point to the whole idea of people-pleasing before we dive into it is there is some, at some level, the difference between giving and people-pleasing is there's something inauthentic about it, right? There's something not real. Right. So, what is people-pleasing to you? For me, it meant that I was giving myself to others to either make them happy, to make them feel good, to give them what they wanted from me. And what I didn't realize for a lot of my life was that it was giving to someone else without even considering myself. Considering yourself. Considering my own desire in what I was doing, how I was giving of myself, and the fact that I would put someone else's feelings before my own, before anything about myself. And it's an unconscious pattern, an unconscious behavior. Some people who 
message us or write to us about submission will say with a lot of pride that they're a people pleaser, like something that they're proud of. Would you say that it felt like something you were proud of? Um, once I recognized what people pleasing, the putting others before myself actually felt like, once I connected to my own experience of it, it felt gross. It felt like I didn't have any self-worth. Like I cared so much more about someone else than I cared about myself. But before that, when you were living in that way, when you were just giving and giving and giving of yourself, mm -hmm. would you say that you felt differently about that giving? Well, when I was living out this pattern that had been there like my whole life, like this goes back to childhood and witnessing um, probably how many adults, but especially my mother, um, would give of herself. This also involves um, how my impression of I'm going to label this as religion gave the um, impression, I guess, um, of self-sacrifice, mm -hmm. of hearing some of those words um, given to others. <laughs> you know, all of, all of that language that I was a big part of my upbringing. I mean, private school, going to church every Sunday, going to Sunday school, I absorbed a lot of that. And so I associated giving of myself to others as good. And what I have now recognized is not all of that giving of myself to others was actually out of my own desire to give to others. Mm -hmm. So uh, many times it just was following a rule, if you will, versus following my own desire. Yeah. And it's that indiscriminate giving without any consideration of what you need where it becomes people-pleasing. Right. And giving is a beautiful thing. Yes. And it can be a very fulfilling, rewarding, like absolutely positive experience to give of yourself. Yes, a absolutely. There's so much there that I could <laughs> elaborate on. Well, the point that I want to make here is that people-pleasing as a, as a pattern that can be broken out of doesn't mean shifting to not giving of yourself. Not at all. It means shifting to giving from a place of fullness rather than giving from 
a place of obligation. Right. Um, and so, you know, this journey into submission has been a beautiful unraveling of the people-pleasing for me. It, because I had authentic desire to give of, give to you. Like, um, you know, some people are familiar with the five love languages and I took that test and it was like my number two love language was acts of service. And it's true. I love, I do love giving to others. Like I genuinely without expectation in return. And so when we started this, added this dynamic to our marriage, like that authentic desire to please you was already there. Mm -hmm. And so I got to live in even more of that focus. What started to, what I started to recognize in that process was when that resentment started to build in me. And that was eye-opening for me. I was like, why, like what is going on here that I'm starting to resent a lot of things that felt good to me. Felt mm -hmm. like, I thought felt good to me. In this person that I love and desire to give my devotion to and give of myself to and it was just like this contradiction in my body and I was like whoa what is going on here and that's when I started to realize that in certain some ways not all that I was acting out of the desire to please you without even recognizing that I was crossing over my own need and saying no to myself in certain ways. And that's a really big differentiation between people pleasing and authentic, like authentic giving is, are you saying yes to yourself or are you saying no to yourself? Exactly. And once I started approaching it in that way and really just sitting with, am I, am I saying yes to you because I need to make you feel okay? Or am I afraid to tell you no? And this like also played out in all of the other relationships in my life. Right. And it, it, it gave me, it was like I put on a pair of glasses <laughs> that I hadn't been wearing and it was like, whoa, it felt overwhelming. The amount of myself that I gave away. Um, yeah, and it, um, overwhelming and sad. And I, I when moved, you realized it, when I realized it, yes. And because of all of the different belief systems that felt like they were underneath it. And it was like, whoa, who, like, what am I doing to myself? Like that feeling of living inauthentically just like was a gut punch. 
Another reason that I know you have identified for yourself and that we've heard from plenty of other people too that people will go into and live in this people-pleasing pattern is that they're trying to get some kind of a need met by doing mm-hmm. so. Yeah. What needs would you say you were trying to get met unconsciously? To feel loved. I was associating with how I gave of myself to get loved in return. So looking back at that, how were you, what was the pattern you were trying to get to play out? I give of myself and then what were you hoping? You love me more for what I'm doing. And that's where it becomes actually way less about giving in a people-pleasing pattern it on its face at the front it's about what you're giving and what you're doing and like how selfless you can be and how kind you can be but underneath it it's being done to get something right and also validating my own self-worth because i i definitely grew up with an environment that perpetuated um, that self-sacrifice and for whatever reason I put I attached that to my self-worth and how much I gave of myself like I watched a lot of that in my what felt like a sheltered early life experience that I watched how adults gave of themselves and how involved they were in church and school and all of those ways and it was this theme of like others need your time your money everything about you more than you need it yourself that's how I saw it and absorbed it yeah and in those all of those attempts to get the reciprocal like I'm giving my love to you and I'm hoping or maybe even covertly expecting that you're going to give back to me in the same way. Like I'm gonna meet your needs and then someone's gonna meet mine, right? Right, and it was this almost like, um, am I good enough now? Mm-hmm. Am I like, am I good enough to get into heaven? Am I giving of myself enough? Am, Am I, I doing lovable? it right? Am I lovable? Yep. So, you know, that when that pattern keeps playing out like that, and it doesn't work, because that self-worth, the, the gas tank of your energy and your life keeps getting given away and given away and given away, what a what I saw you doing and what I see a lot of people do is saying to themselves again on a subconscious level this isn't most people aren't aware that they're doing this and I'm hoping that this podcast helps some people see what they're doing Mm -hmm. but what I watched you do is tell yourself this isn't working I'm going to do more of it then maybe it'll work absolutely that's that's the way the (laughs) ego tries to 
protect you and keep you in that perpetual pattern. Yep. And so continuing to even like doubling down on giving, giving more, giving more time, more money, more energy, and hoping that at some point it's going to start feeling good. Right. So what really, what I remember opened my eyes to this was, I don't know how many years ago now, um, we were at a point in our lives where we got to, it was newer that we got to spend a lot of our days together. And it felt fun. It felt amazing. And I remember kind of, you know, just waking up every day and it was like, all right, sir, what are we going to do today? How are we going to spend our time? Like just Mm -hmm. waiting for you to just guide us, right? Like I'm following, you lead. Mm -hmm. Felt good. In my own personal development, my own journey inward, I was faced with a point where um, all of a sudden constantly asking you to dictate how my time looked, like I said before, started to feel really gross. And I pretty quickly, once I identified that feeling of noticing, briefly noticing something wasn't feeling good and feeling this contradiction of like, what is going on here? Like, I love him. I want to give my all to him. I love giving him my time, but it's not always feeling good to me. And what I recognized was I simply needed some time apart mm-hmm. from you. And you seem to not need the time apart from me <laughs> in that time, but you got it in certain ways, right? And so, um, like you get up in the morning before I do. And so you automatically have this built-in time apart. And so I recognized that. And then I started to think that there was something wrong with me. Like, oh my gosh, do I not love him? Like went into all of that. And I, I think if I remember right, like this came out kind of sideways one day where I kind of just like, for me back then, it felt like losing my shit, even though that wasn't like, anything it was was a blow up for dawn on on the dawn scale like dawn scale blow up Mm -hmm. yeah which even especially back then your emotional expressions were very muted and you kept them tamped down and so to even express frustration or overwhelm or anything like what felt big to you would probably look silly to a lot of people because it was so hard for you to even express it. Exactly. So I remember bringing that to you and just feeling so lost. And it was really, really hard for me to speak up for that because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say no to someone else really. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was saying no to you and it felt like rejecting you at at the core of it, even though I knew I wasn't, simply by speaking up for 
a need and asking for um, a little bit of time alone. Mm -hmm. So I believe that a lot of women who consider themselves to be submissive are living in this people-pleasing pattern where they may be, as you, I believe you were before I asked you to be my submissive, that they may be very genuinely submissive. Mm -hmm. They may enjoy serving. They may get a lot of pleasure for themselves out of giving of themselves. But in my experience of watching you and working with other people, there, this people-pleasing pattern plays out with submissive women quite frequently and to the point that some equate their people-pleasing patterns with their submission. Like, this is what it means to be submissive. Mm -hmm. And as you've worked out of those patterns of giving of yourself in a way that is emptying, what's it been like for you to start to learn how to give out of authentic desire instead? Once I identified the patterns and the emotions that were still connected to them in my body and allowed them to be let go of the authentic desire is just there I didn't have to do anything and so it just started to feel really really good even better like you I don't even know if you can compare it but all I'm gonna say is even better than I thought giving felt like before and it I I've connected to the depth of true love and gratitude in me that just feels like it's there and it gets to come out now in in true expression in so many ways and then once I was able to feel that it was it's much easier to see any little bit of that people pleasing that's still there in other ways like I also had to look at this in relation to my own two daughters mm -hmm. and parents and friends and all of that because if it's happening at all it's maybe happening in all relationships to some degree but now I now since I've tapped into what it can be it's easier to see where it's not in alignment with authenticity a big part of this is really learning to own your no absolutely because if you are never willing to say no and this isn't to say like in our relationship we had like we have 
limits. We know what our what our limits are. We right. and those things are always respected. Right. To the point that you're never put in a position where you really have to say no or use a safe word when it comes to some of the dominant submissive things. Right. So it wasn't a skill that really got to be practiced there where maybe in some people in their dominant submissive explorations it really is a muscle that they get to practice or that they can. So you had to learn that in other ways that were more attached to how we relate and how you love. Right. But learning to say no when you mean no what you, and what you're getting at with the point you just made a moment ago was it allowed you to feel your yes to be much stronger. Yes. Absolutely. And submission was never meant to be about giving up your boundaries and giving up your no. And there's a lot of conversation and a lot of words that get spent talking about the importance of consent in dominant submissive relationship dynamics. But consent really has to start inside of yourself and really it goes beyond the bedroom and it goes beyond the ways that you explore the kink side of BDSM and into consenting to how do you, how am I going to give of myself? How does it feel good to give? How does it, like, how does it not feel good and what's a no for me? Right. And the the biggest piece of that journey for me was starting to connect with my body and and learning for myself what the words embodiment mean and like this feminine energy thing mm -hmm. and um, really tuning into what yes feels like in my body and what no feels like in my body and you know at the beginning of so much of my journey was all happening at one time, right? It's not, nothing happens in a vacuum. And so one way of, um, one important aspect of connecting with my body was being honest with myself about what I'm feeling. And so that, that sent me deeper into this connection to my body that is now possible and can truly be authentic and like a lot of the ways that um, started to feel like resentment to me like I also still genuinely give like nothing that I was doing in our relationship mm -hmm. is actually like off the table <laughs> does that make sense mm -hmm. like it it only was being shown to me because of this block if you will but now i get to actually feel good about the giving the saying yes and 
I'm actually able to um, release my own projection that someone else is giving to me out of people-pleasing, out of an obligation. That's also been a huge piece of my journey is recognizing the ways that I assumed you were just giving to me out of obligation. You say a little more about that? Um, because of the way I showed up in the world, in all of my relationships, I started to think that, oh, well, they're just giving to me because they think I want it. Or they're just trying to make me happy. And I got really hypersensitive to, like, <laughs> Basically, I would elaborate in a much more wordy way of like, don't give to me out of people pleasing, please don't, don't, don't do mm. that. To the point that you would reject others wanting to give to you. Yep. And push it away or, and well, and push it away so that you didn't have to receive something in a way that could, that you felt like could have been them abandoning themselves in doing so. Yeah, and just listening to you say that out loud, hmm, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I just kind of lost the, the thread that was coming to me. Um, but yeah, I stayed a little too focused in that. But that, you know, all of these things, I've learned how the giving and the receiving, there's some of that in everything and expression and the receiving. And so when I was so focused on how I've been doing it, and then I had to look at the ways where I was rejecting, I had the walls built. Mm -hmm. That was also a big part of my journey. Getting over a people-pleasing approach to life really does mean starting to look out for yourself more. Mm -hmm. And in some people's view of submission, they want to just give, 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 give. Mm -hmm. And so being able to set some boundaries around what feels good to give and what doesn't feel good to give, if you view submission in that way, is going to seem like you're being a quote, bad submissive, or you're not being totally submissive, or, you know, whatever words someone might put to that. But it's, it's very important to, to be able to have strong boundaries, because I heard someone say this, and someone can leave, a com leave in the comments if you know who this quote is by, I don't remember right now. But the quote was that the most loving people have the strongest boundaries. They can be the most loving because they feel so filled up. They don't have things constantly taking down, taking them down internally because they've been willing to stand up and speak up for themselves. And by protecting their inner space, it allows them to be more loving. And that really is what you 
have experienced in your version of this that I've watched you experience through me of course but also in all of those other relationships in your life where owning your no setting some boundaries protecting your own energy you give more of yourself now than you ever have and you continue like that continues to grow right and I like the quote that you shared because you know going back to what I said before is what was partly underneath my people pleasing was trying to get love mm -hmm. and it's because I was so disconnected from myself that I didn't even love myself and you know that's an important aspect in this thing we call life is being able to feel your own love and that's been a been the other um, for lack of a better way to say it aspect of this journey all this time too because if I'm trying to get love I actually don't know how to give love authentically if I don't actually love myself like I thought I loved you and I did to some degree the depths of it can be touched through authenticity and this is an evolving journey this isn't like a there and done I, I truly believe that the the depth of what we get to experience with this word love is um, really can get as big as we want it to be in life Dominance can also people please. Yes. And I certainly had my own versions of this in our relationship. And one of the ways that this played out for me, I'm sure it does for other people as well, is I guess it's a really similar thing it it was like as I was trying to lead this relationship forward there were certainly times where my my leadership my dominance kind of fell into trying to figure out what you wanted and giving it to you yeah which was a pattern that you had mm -hmm. gotten earlier in life which is at its core at its root it's it is a desire to give it's a desire to give love but it's also underneath that pattern in a in a man who is trying to step forward and take charge underneath that pattern is trying to get something mm -hmm. it's not just what do you want give that to you inside here is the the covert contract um, if anyone hasn't listened to or read the book no more mr. nice guy by dr. Robert Glover pick it up and read it that's the covert contract concept will blow your mind how often we do that but 
a covert contract in this case is like I'm wanting you to do something give something back to me in exchange for me just finding out what you want and giving it to you and in some ways that can mask very well as leadership mm-hmm. it can mask even as loving dominance but in reality if it's attached to an unspoken desire then it's not just leading it's it's manipulative right and like in everything i hear you speaking there it, it feels like the same thing i've already said like you're trying to give someone what they want in order to fill that void in you and at the root of it is just this the void that we in my opinion naturally have as a human in this world and we all seek we need we have a need to be loved Mm -hmm. and so so we get to make sense (laughs) and a felt sense and start to understand the depths of what is love because if you if you in your mind and your body earlier on in life you have giving equals love then that is going to perpetuate so many different behaviors and responses in your life one of the most uncomfortable things for both of us over time has really been speaking up and saying, this is how I need you to love me. Mm-hmm. This feels like love to me, mm-hmm. right? And s- These are my needs. Yeah. And without thinking about this too long, I'm guessing that some of those things have slightly shifted over time as we've started to understand all of these things about ourselves, Mm -hmm. all while being in relationship together. (laughs) So we were showing up differently before. Now you start personal development and then I'm starting this personal development of what I call the journey to authenticity and how all of like, wow the amount of conversations and communication that we've had to really have dropping any sort of like swords that want to come out in any sort of like fighting just and be real Mm -hmm. with real like authentic conversations and be willing to receive the other in their um authentic selves too Mm -hmm. And in their vulnerability. Yes, that's the better word that I was going for. Because, and let's face it, it's a vulnerable position to put yourself in, to lay yourself out there and say, I need this. Mm-hmm. And I can't get it from you. I can't make you give this to me. And if you do it out of obligation or out of people-pleasing, it's not going to feel good because it's not going to be real. So expressing a true need without expectation of having it filled is a very vulnerable position you put yourself in. Right. So I'm curious how your experience of me was different when there was people pleasing and what it feels like 
now. When you know something is off, but you just can't quite put your finger on it, but it's just not right. Like it's not like it's light in the room. The lights are on, but I, it, it seems dim, but I can't quite put my finger on why is maybe a decent metaphor for how it was before. Because you would do things for me, like you would give to me, and this would play out in the bedroom, it would play out in, like, anywhere and everywhere. You would do things for me, you would give things to me, you would even say that you wanted to, that you liked it, that you wanted to do more of it. but it just felt off. Like I have a great example. What's that? For what has shifted in me is the act of kneeling that happened at the beginning of our, our relationship daily because like you shared what this meant to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was an in honoring you, it was respect, it was love, it was devotion. Um I don't remember exactly how you described that before, but that's what I somewhat remember. And so I would kneel for you. What I feel in kneeling for you now, and many different ways, is a true respect, a deeper love, a deeper devotion, and again, I, I wanted to give you respect. I wanted to give you admiration. I wanted to give all those things to you before, and so I would kneel. But I know that you feel me differently now mm-hmm. in that. And so, like, I think that is one of the most profound differences for me. And I just didn't know what I didn't know before. So, you know, in in retrospect, now what I can see is that before you were performing. Like And I I I hate even like saying that, but it was like, to some degree. Because I would say, I want something, you would want to give it to me, and so you would do it. But you would do it because I wanted it, not uh-huh. because you wanted to do it. I, and I wanted to please you and I wanted to show you the things you wanted to feel. Mm-hmm. But you can never do that by just performing. No. Like it will, it will never feel like the way I want it to feel unless you are doing it because you want to. And, and when I say I want to, it's like what again, through connecting with my body, has opened these felt desires and felt experiences that just couldn't be experienced before. 
before, using the kneeling thing as an example, you wanted to kneel for me because I wanted you to. Yes. Now you want to do it because it feels good to you to display yourself to me in that way. And now it still feels like I can't even like display it enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, and that like that desire to give to give yourself that's coming out of you instead of coming out of people pleasing instead of coming out of performance is the difference in how I receive it because yeah. you know I'm feeling you feeling that desire to give mm-hmm. in and that that's back to the light analogy like the dim light was you're doing the thing like the action is the same it's just the energy that you feel in doing it mm-hmm. and that's where expressing desire can be so vulnerable expressing a need can be so vulnerable because i can say this is really important to me and I can speak up for my own need and I can tell you exactly what it is that I need if you take that and then just do the actions it's not going to meet the need yeah I think that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down yeah but one other place that that plays out in a lot of people's relationships in dom sub dynamics is where one partner really wants this like let's say the submissive really wants this dom sub dynamic Mm -hmm. and she goes to her vanilla partner or maybe to a new person she's dating who doesn't know much or anything about dominance and submission and says i want this kind of relationship this is how I want my relationship to look and I want to be submissive to my partner. If that dominant partner wants to do that for her, maybe because he loves her or because he's really fond of her and wants to see this relationship work. Mm -hmm. If he's doing it just because she wants him to, that's the same thing. It's just going to feel to her like he's performing right because what she really wants is for him to want it for himself right and so you can take that all the way down to the smallest little tasks and rules in a dominant submissive dynamic all the way up to the level of the existence of the dynamic itself exactly so one thought that I want to end on here is something from Ayn Rand's book Atlas Shrugged is where this concept comes from and this thought is that someone else's need does not create an obligation on my part you shared that with me I don't remember when but wow is that yes that was eye-opening for me and that that will strike right at the core 
of people pleasing. If right. anyone listening to this, like, ask yourself that question: Where am I making someone else's need into an obligation for me? And the reason it strikes right at the core of people pleasing is that if that if that dynamic is true if the dynamic of someone else's need means that I must meet that need if we expand that out just a little ways and everyone is looking around looking for what does anyone else need how can anyone how can where is their need present in this in my relationship in my family like and that might even be going far enough to completely spend a whole a person's entire life right but if you go out to the community you, you start going any you, wider you see how fast this devolves because everyone is giving away into this bottomless pit of need because need can be expanded so easily in a way that becomes manipulative. Mm -hmm. And this is where I believe a lot of submissive women end up in relationships with takers because their submission gets seen as a willingness to always meet any need that gets expressed and so need becomes a bottomless hole a black hole of absorbing the giving of anyone who's willing to step forward and meet that need but the amount that there is to give is always finite it's limited by time it's limited by energy and if someone gives themselves away to any place that they see need present, then they can only hope that what they need is going to get filled by someone else, mm -hmm. which means that the only way for that person to not completely collapse in exhaustion and be out of money, out of energy, out of time, and completely used up is if somebody else sees their need and gives to them. And the truth is that we all are, we, every single person operates out of self-interest to some extent. We have to. We absolutely must operate out of self-interest or we would never take a sip of water until we knew that every other person on the planet had some water. Right. It's just that self-interest is pretty unconscious. Mm -hmm. And the alternative to giving away all of yourself to any expressed need is to take some ownership of your self-interest even as a submissive yes to take some ownership of your self-interest and 
recognize that if you give yourself away always all the time you're just empty and that's why you may feel tired and exhausted and burned out at the end of your rope that was something you pointed out in your in our discussions um, before I said yes to becoming your submissive is some of the ways that you see that play out in me and I was like whoa wow mm -hmm. there was no denying it and how I gave of myself to anyone and everything and really didn't get in return outside of you so when you take care of yourself first and you let yourself be filled up by yourself first and you allow yourself to receive from others who want to genuinely want to give to you then it, this is the analogy I use of a bathtub where if water is flowing into a bathtub and you leave the drain open all of the water that runs in is going to run right back out and so anything you receive is just going to be gone because you are out there looking for anyone who needs what any energy you have and giving it away taking care of other people giving your time to other people giving your money to other people just giving 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 mm -hmm. and if you close the drain on the bathtub and you let some water pour into you and fill yourself up eventually you will be full and if that water keeps pouring into you and you continue to allow yourself to receive when you're full which is hard because Oh, now I have enough. I feel really good. Like, I'm full. I am complete. I'm whole. I've taken care of myself by closing that drain, stopping for a little while, slowing down and letting myself be filled up. I've become abundant. And some people get very uncomfortable with being abundant when mm -hmm. they're used to being in lack in the yeah. giving away of themselves. But if you close that drain and fill yourself up and you allow yourself to continue to receive when you are in that state of brimming with abundance and love and resources and energy, guess what? The water's going to overflow on the floor. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a complete mess. It's going to go everywhere because you're going to have so much in you that you can give of yourself from a place of fullness instead of mm -hmm. a place of emptiness so and the overflowing becomes beautiful mm -hmm. and feels different and good and for me it feels like being alive well, you are alive because now you're full of energy instead right. of empty of energy exactly and you can still give the same amount so people pleasing is not submission no and people pleasing is not dominance no it's also not healthy relating for any person in or out of a dumb sub dynamic 
Right. It is okay to be a little bit selfish and put yourself first and to take care of you. And it's necessary so that you can be in authentic giving of yourself. This was, you know, throughout this process was where you told me, like, I want you to be selfish. And I had to sit with, like, why does that word feel so ill to me? And it's just the connotation that I had with it when... I was I grew up hearing don't be selfish and you're telling me like be selfish I'm like what is that but when you think about it in the terms of the bathtub analogy and actually like giving to yourself first it makes sense because you truly can't give of yourself if you don't have a self Mm -hmm. to give so this is a really great conversation I appreciate your all of your insight and your growth in this and how much it's given back to to our relationship and and allowed me to experience a totally new version of you it feels good thank you thank you for leading me through it i'm very glad that you're mine me too sir